We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you beautiful soul. I'm sending you energy hugs and blessings of peace and prosperity and joy on this wonderfully exquisite day. So I believe that every single human being has a purpose, a calling, and gifts they're supposed to share with the world. But so often people say to me, yeah, Dr. Tammy, I'd love to explore this, but I don't have time. I have to work. I have a job. I have to make money. I have to pay my bills. I was so thrilled to happen upon a book called Working Whole, How to Unite Your Spiritual Beliefs and Your Work to Live a Fulfilled Life. I will wholeheartedly recommend this book to anyone who wants to blend and balance making money and purpose, their life work and their spiritual life, their human self and their soul self. Here to talk about this very important subject and our awesome new book, Working Whole, How to Unite Your Spiritual Beliefs and Your Work to Live Fulfilled, is my guest and expert, Courtney Whitehead. Courtney is a sought-after speaker, author, and has focused her career on helping people reach their work goals, from executive searches to counseling to career transitions through her positions at top executive recruiting firms and consulting companies. Courtney holds a master's degree in education and human development from George Washington University. She sits on the board of the Children's Environmental Health Network, is a regular volunteer with high school and graduate level students, and advises students on career and colleges. She has a website called simplyservice.org, which is an online community supporting the creation of spiritually centered work lives. So Courtney, I'm so happy to have you here with us and to be having this conversation today. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm equally thrilled to be here. So I would like to know a little bit about why you wrote this book, how it came into being, maybe a little bit of your backstory, because I think it's important and interesting. Absolutely. I, I think in a lot of ways, and a lot of authors do this, especially with their first books, I wrote this book because it was the book I really needed to read <laughs> at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went through the process that many of us struggle with, figuring out how to balance ambition and contentment, figuring out how to work on um, different things personally, uh, spiritual work, as well as just interpersonal work in our, in our marriages and relationships and uh, inside of ourselves, and yet not figuring out how to bring that work into our professional life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've worked in high achieving prestigious environments where um, there's this illusion that business plays by a different set of rules. Mm -hmm. And I, I really needed the help to figure out how do you bridge that gap so that while I'm working to be authentic and uh, set my intentions and, and really radiate love, how am I doing that in a business context? Yes. And I love that. Yeah. That you wrote the book that you needed when you were younger. I think that's true for me as well. (laughs) So as I opened your book and looked at some of the um, chapters, I was 
immediately excited because a lot of times when people want to talk about work, you know, it's not that much fun. But uh, <laughs> you definitely bring in some important high-minded spiritual concepts into, I think, our human experience, like humility, surrender, discipline, gratitude, connection, love, power, patience. And uh, then you go on to talk about anchoring these principles into our world. And I think this is just um, so beautiful. I was immediately drawn into this and it really expanded on some of my beliefs and um, practices, which I so appreciate. So um, I'd like to start with just talking about some of these chapters, just touching on some of them. I know it's going to resonate for people and then they can get a copy of your book if they want to go deeper. Absolutely. So, so I'll start with the first chapter because yes, it's um, it, it's probably a key place where where a lot of us end up when we start our spiritual journey. So it's on yes. humility. Yes. Um, and essentially, I've always thought of humility, and, and maybe you've agreed with me as as being the quietest person in the room and not thinking mm-hmm. too much of myself. Um, and what the chapter really seeks to do is say, what is humility really? Yes. What, what do we believe about it? Um, and, and from a principle standpoint, it's defined in a way that is more about equality, being an equal mm-hmm. soul. If you almost think about that namaste principle, the, the, mm-hmm. the spirit in me bows to the spirit in you. It's yes. that same idea um, that should make you equal to the spirits around you, um, ah. which most certainly means that it produces the effect that you don't think you're better than people. Um, it certainly means you're not over-talking or being uh, egocentric and boisterous, perhaps, in meetings and things. Yes. Um, but it also means that you don't think you're any lesser. Um, and what often occurs in a business context or, or a work environment is there's the boss, there's the CEO, which may or may not be you, um, and, and there's people who are assistants and janitors and and everyone's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what are the roles and what are the hierarchies. And there tends to be some space where maybe you've done a great job at never feeling, uh, never feeling above anyone, Um, but you haven't done such a great job at not ever feeling below and then that you've internalized this hierarchy to some extent. And so what this chapter is actually seeking to do is saying this equality piece is key. Absolutely, if you need to do the work to not think the world revolves around your thoughts and your experience, um, that is a part of awakening spiritually, so so certainly mm-hmm. do that work. Um, but when you've done that work and you do see that, that the world is bigger and we're all having this living being experience together, when you've done that work, bring it into the office because it will help equalize how you relate um, and how that ends up showing up is in your executive presence, in your confidence, in your ability to really bring the gifts that you have and the thought leadership that you already possess to bear in a broader environment, not being afraid to discuss it. It may mean that you are now so humble that you speak more in the meeting Mm -hmm. um, than you previously did. And that's just an example. It's just one chapter on humility, but it's an example of how you take that belief and really say, what is it supposed to mean in my career and in my work? Yeah, and I so love that you started there. There's a quote from Course in Miracles, all of God's children are special and none of God's children are special. And I've had to sit with that and really bring it in because like what you're talking about, I have felt lesser. And my intention on some level was to stay 
humble and be in my humility, but it was at my detriment, actually. Mm-hmm. And so this is a quote from your book. Humility is our belief in the miraculous of every soul. Being humble means that we are aware of the quality between our value when compared to another. It reduces our need to compete for self-importance. I love that so much. I think that is so true. Wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a, certainly an important chapter um, as you move through. Yeah, that's a really powerful place to start, you know, because I thought it was kind of a high-minded thing when I finally got to it. But your starting there really sets the tone for how deep and high uh, your material goes and how it can really take someone on a transformative journey if they are ready for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your second chapter is about surrender, which is one of the most important subjects and practices in my personal life. So I'd like to hear from you, Courtney. What does surrender mean to you and why do you believe this is so important? I have a, a, a line in the book. I can't remember where it is exactly, but I know that it's in there where I say, <laughs> uh, I don't know which belief is hardest for you, but, but surrender is hardest for me. <laughs> and so it, it's hard. It's hard. It, it is. It is. Uh, and, and, it's funny because you tend to think that as the beliefs in the chapters are lined up, that it's almost a linear process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think of humility as the beginning and, and surrender almost as the end um, of, of where your beliefs ultimately are meant to take you to surrender to life itself, to surrender to this uh, belief, this living experience that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so different from what we're doing in the workplace. In the oh, workplace, yes. it feels like it's about ambition, and not even just in the workplace. In our personal dreams, um, we're trying to figure out how to make sure we've done all we can, and, and that is important. You, you are there to work and, and to help move your dreams forward. Uh, but, but when you really think about surrender, it's more about are you able to rest and let the process move forward. Um, And so surrender gives you that ability not to not work or not to, to, to not push things forward. It actually gives you the ability to be able to pause and say, I, I, I trust in the process of my life (laughs) that is taking place here. Um, And, and it has a place in the, in the work environment, because when you truly surrender, you end up working from a different place of fulfillment. Um, You end up being able to not be afraid and to pay attention to the things that are in your daily experience versus the conflicts that come up versus thinking to yourself, is my coworker trying to, to get credit for something that's not mine? Or, or do I need to move this project forward or people will think this or that? There's just some mental dynamics that consume an enormous amount of time for sure. that when we surrender, it frees that space up to, to really be creative, to really do work that's meaningful. Um, and you almost don't notice how much time you're spending on, on things that, that have not been surrendered but could be. Oh, yes, it does. It creates a breathing room and I think a greater connection to our heart and soul, which is where inspiration and creativity comes from. I have a friend who used to have panic attacks and we were talking about why. And she said, because I was trying to control too much and mm-hmm. just really surrendering and just taking care of my side of the road and doing my best and allowing things to be what they are. It really brought her to a place of profound peace and it really seemed to elevate the energy in her work environment and things 
have improved on every level, her mental and emotional health, the, the work environment, uh, how people work, were working as a team. So I think this is just such an important quality for so many reasons. And I love that you address this right out of the gate. The third chapter, and I actually think that humility, surrender, and discipline, which is chapter number three, Ooh, are discipline. really... I didn't like that quality <laughs> in the past. I've, I've accepted it, and now my life is working better. So yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think of these three as almost, these are the beliefs that don't show up in the world. Um, and in a second, we'll get into the, the last five that are covered, which are, are really actually quite visible if you are living those beliefs. Uh, humility, surrender, and discipline are, are something that, that kind of go undercover, that they're the inner work that we're doing. What's happening in our minds? What are we thinking? And what does that enable us to, to then therefore do? Uh, and so, Discipline is recast a bit or redefined mm -hmm. in this book to not be how we traditionally think about discipline, not be about willpower and can I make myself do, stay on this diet or, or get to the gym or, or, or even get up every morning because you read some article that CEOs get up at certain times and that's mm -hmm. how you need to get up early. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, instead, discipline is thought of as the creation of habits. Um, mm -hmm. And so it comes from the, the space that everyone is disciplined. There aren't these people who are more disciplined or not, because if you manage to pick up your phone a million times a day, that is discipline. You didn't do that before you had a phone. You taught yourself to do that and ultimately changed your life from mm -hmm. doing it or, or your Netflix habits. Um, there's all kinds of new habit creations. There's just some that are blocked for us um, because we either frankly don't don't want them and just aren't willing to fully see that, aren't willing to be open to it's not the right timing for me for this particular objective. Mm -hmm. um, or we just can't imagine ourselves different. We don't have that, um, what I want to call spiritual flexibility. I actually think of discipline as very correlated to flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, not the rigidity that the word sometimes uh, suggests. We don't have that flexibility to see ourselves as someone else. And I can say from my own personal story, even though the version of Courtney that, that was quite problematic and, and caused me issues <laughs> at times and bothered relationships or didn't produce certain outcomes, even though there was a negative side of it, there was really a comfort in knowing who Courtney was. Courtney's the kind of person who does this or doesn't, it's odd to be talking about myself in third person, but <laughs> Courtney's <laughs> the person who does this or doesn't do that. And um, there's some self-defeating beliefs that really impact your work that are tied up in that. One of them was that I can't be disciplined. I, I thought I right. was an all or nothing kind of person. I start out strong and then I lose momentum. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I could start things and not finish them. And, and so you can clearly see how you try to write a book and get it across the finish line, how my belief that I fundamentally wasn't someone who could do that or would right. do that. Yeah, you can sabotage um, yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There, there's, there's an incredible amount of self-sabotage that goes into the way that we think about discipline. Mm -hmm. And this chapter is really meant to, to open up a person to growth, to say, I'm flexible. I don't know who I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't have a fixed identity. I may love chocolate today, but I'm open to the idea that I might not love chocolate tomorrow, which may, may sound like blasphemy, <laughs> because we're so sure we know who we are. Right. Um, and it's actually a spiritual process to release that, that 
strong connection to I know for certain who I am and I'm comforted by that person even right. if they're problematic right. and do the work to move through. Yeah, those limiting beliefs about ourselves, because I think we're aspects of the infinite. So to open to that possibility and uh, participate in the process of knowing ourselves, I think is so um, fun. And I think that's what your book does is help people open their minds to a broader, more expanded version of themselves, which in turn will create different results and experiences of life. Absolutely. So you nailed cool. it. <laughs> so cool. So I love your next uh, chapter is about gratitude. And this is a quote of yours. And I just have been sitting with it because I think it's so cool. Gratitude has the power to ground the stories of our lives and move us toward the direction of love. That's so cool. I've never heard it said just like that. You have such a great way with words. That's such a beautiful thought. Thank you. So yes, gratitude, that. Yes. that chapter mm -hmm. Is, is exactly what the quote you read. It's about the stories, the, the backstories that we set our lives under. Um, so, so we get up in the morning and we have provided a lot of context to what's going to occur in our day. Um, and, and really using gratitude is to redefine those stories, is to decide I'm going to tell myself what context I'm experiencing, frankly, everything under. Um, and mm -hmm. so a lot of what the, the work and exercises of that chapter focuses on is how you bring into context and perspective what you're not experiencing. Because the, the fact of the matter is everyone's experiencing something that is just frankly negative. Maybe, maybe you're in pain. Um, maybe something's going on financially. Maybe, maybe something at work is – you can certainly try to look on the bright side, but it's just a negative um, – it's a negative energy flowing in your direction. <laughs> and so from that perspective, gratitude is the work of making sure I'm not missing what I'm not experiencing. If I'm not grieving today, that I actually notice that I'm not grieving instead of mm -hmm. noticing it only when I am. If I'm not in pain, I'm really thinking about what that means. Or, or perhaps if my foot's in pain, I'm able to focus in on, okay, um, but someone else is having open heart surgery today and I'm not. Um, and it sounds like a simplistic concept, but it actually takes work to train our minds to yes. experience what we're not experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so it's a challenge to start feeding yourself those thoughts, starting to make a decision to really reflect on the life experiences of people around you, which we get to next in, in the connection chapter, um, right. but really dig deep and see if you can't bring those pieces together. I love that. Yeah. A little bit of a cold will certainly make me grateful when I'm healthy. When I remember, <laughs> gosh, I'm so grateful. I feel healthy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love that. I think that's really very cool. So, yeah, now let's move on to what you were talking about, connection. So wonderful. I think when I suffered, I didn't feel connected to myself, to others, to life. Now that I've done this work, and I do, even if people don't feel connected to me, I know we are. And it yeah. has provided um, a lot of relief and, and some joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And connection does provide a lot of joy, just in you really brought home the main point, which is the other chapters before it matter. If you've not been able to integrate humility and surrender um, and, and discipline and, 
and uh, gratitude, it really can be a challenge to open yourself up to feeling truly connected to other individuals. Right. Um, but when you do, it is the step in between gratitude and love. It is the movement towards if you're wanting to live a life of love, you don't skip the step of connection. You actually take time to really understand the experience of, of other people and frankly, even living beings in a deeper way. Well, and I think this happens because as you're going through the process with these different subjects, you're helping people open their hearts, which creates mm -hmm. that sense of connection, which can help us expand in the, into the experience of love. Yes. And connection feeds right back into gratitude as well, because the more you are connecting deeply with people, you can't help but see what they're experiencing and their pain and empathize with it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it adds into your mm -hmm. ability to, to, to feel and appreciate what you are not experiencing. Ah, so cool. I love this. All right. So um, I want to make sure we get through all of these. So why don't we just move into more about love? Perfect. And That's so important. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do love and power together because okay. in a lot of ways they okay. are a, a a power a dynamic duo <laughs> from from my perspective. Uh, so love is defined in this particular context as a, a reverence for life. Um, mm -hmm. It's really a reverence for potential and and for life itself and the astounding beauty of that. Mm -hmm. um, and getting in that place where you are honoring your own life and honoring your own potential certainly has work implications and it has relationship implications when you're doing it for someone else um, mm -hmm. versus getting what you need. Uh, but power is actually the transparency to live through that. Um, I would argue that if you know someone that you think is truly very loving, they are also quite powerful. They are able to be transparent and say what is true for them, say what is true in a situation, um, even when that's not the easiest decision. Um, we sometimes don't realize how often the comfortable or easier process ends up making us not honor our lives or not honor the lives of someone else because we we choose to tell our boss we're fine when actually three months from now we're going to be quitting or we choose to take an assignment that really isn't moving us in the direction that we want to go when if we were truly honoring our life, we would go ahead and ask for what we really want, which sometimes will work out great and that's beautiful. It doesn't feel like you need power to just get what you want, but sometimes it won't. Sometimes we actually need to put ourselves in situations at work or otherwise where the truth helps things reject us, helps things fall out of our lives. And, and that is painful. And you do essentially need power to, to get them done. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I've not heard those two qualities put together quite like that before, but uh, I think it's amazing. And of course, you are on Empower Radio. So I like how this is all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> so your last quality is patience. You say that's one of the more underdeveloped skills that most people have. It is. Patience isn't attributed to our work lives much. I mean, we certainly mm -hmm. are trying to advance and grow and, and get more viewers and eyeballs and uh, all kinds of things uh, in today's world. And so patience is just trusting the process that opportunities oh, yes. will yes. come your way. 
Uh, and just believing that and staying open to that, which actually when you're rooted in it, it helps you stay the course. It helps you do what I would argue is the bigger predictor of success, which is consistency. And, and consistency is incredibly hard when we sometimes are, are going on that roller coaster of ups and downs emotionally, feeling like we're succeeding, feeling like we're failing. Patience allows us to to get off of that ride and just say, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to live my life in this way. And I'm going to trust that it will attract the life experience I'm meant to have. So beautiful. You know, I got so clearly when I was uh, really frustrated that things were happening more quickly. It used to be patience and faith. And what I heard was just relax, enjoy the journey, because there's Mm going to be different parts of the journey. Some of it's going to move faster than others. And I was like, but nothing's happening. And what I heard clearly was, go get a massage, take a nap. I was like, oh, permission to relax. <laughs> Granted, it was such a really, yes. it was a reframe that really, I I love being patient now. <laughs> it is nice. That it gives you permission to enjoy your life, which is what exactly. we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And as we do, then we do attract more opportunities and things do flow. It really helps with the flow in our lives. Instead of resisting, we're flowing. And it's uh, Mm -hmm. my far preferred way of being these days. (laughs) Okay, Courtney, we don't have much time left. We have a couple minutes. I'd love you to do a shout out so our listeners can find out where to find you and maybe get a copy of your book, Working Whole. Perfect. Yes, you can find my book on uh, certainly on Amazon or anywhere online books are sold. It's again, Working Whole, How to Unite Your Spiritual Beliefs and Work to Live Fulfilled. You can also find me on simplyservice.org. And I also write about core values and uh, relationships for Forbes. So you can find me there as well. Oh, this has just been such a lovely conversation, and I'm so excited and honored you agreed to do a show with us next week as as well, so we can go uh, into some more of your principles and listen to some more of your wisdom and just enjoy your presence some more. So to my listeners, thank you so much for being part of the energy of Empower Radio and Journey to Center. It sure is a blessing and an honor to be connecting with you. I'd love to be in touch. Uh, You can check my website out, TammyBPhD.com. Dot com, T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D.com. Download my free ebook and guided meditation. And just let me know how you're thinking, feeling, doing, because you know what? Relationships matter. I think they're the most important thing in the world. So take good, gentle care of yourself. Let's be in touch and know that you're my heart, my meditation, and my prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.